actually very uh, excited to be speaking to you um, because this is a topic that I am personally very passionate about. Jennifer and I have been, uh, ever since we started working together, just you know, huge advocates for depression. So when I got your information, I was, you know, I sat up and I said, okay, let's, you know, delve right into this, especially with your background and how you've dealt with all of this. Before I give anything away, though, I would like it to come from you. Can you introduce yourself? Okay. I mean, you're a former, you're a former U.S. Air Force uh, um, team. I mean, yeah. I'm just uh, yes, I'm a major general. I'm a major general retired. Major that's general a retired. Um, that's two stars. Yes. Who now wow. is dedicated, retired in 2018, who has now dedicated her time to bring light and conversation to such an important topic, uh, yes. which is so commendable and so honorable of you. So let's let let's you let let you do the talking now. <laughs> okay. Well, just my short background. I entered the Air Force in 1987 uh, from the Air Force Academy. I was a lieutenant. I uh, went into computers and communications and cyber. You know, over 31 year career. Uh, that all those fields evolved quite a bit. And I retired as a two-star general in uh, 2018, the end of 2018. Well, during my time, especially as a young officer, um, of course, I'm moving around, making friends. Um, and one of my friends uh, is Carolyn. And so great, um, great person, great girl still, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky, gregarious. She would drag me out of the dorms to go to parties and stuff. Um, she was really outward facing. Uh, and then after I had we'd been friends for about 10 years and of course we were uh, we were assigned together the first time and then moved different different places but always stayed in touch and then assigned in a, the same place in a, another time so we, we were just this long-term continuing friendship um but after about 10 years of that she uh she went she got depression she went into a major depressive episode and it uh it started to, at least to me, understanding what she was going through started when she called one day and she said she just got out of the hospital and she had been admitted for suicidal ideation. And from there, it went to a suicide attempt. It went, you know, the next year, another suicide attempt. And she was depressed. She was, it was like she was a different person. And seeing this person that, you know, my friend who I knew so well and seeing her change and struggle and be so unhappy and in pain and it, you know, trying to kill herself it was it was frightening and startling and of course i wanted to i wanted to help her um i wanted to make sure at least that i wasn't hurting her and uh as i interacted with her over time so this was like i said i had 31 year career that was about 10 11 years in so it was a long time that i um was kind of working and struggling with this and with you know in this friendship with her and of course going you know through life you see other people around you struggling with depression um you see suicides Sometimes there'd be, you know, uh, a lot of suicides uh, by people who, you know, aren't related. Maybe some of them work together, some of them don't. And you're just wondering, you know, what's going on and, um, and how can I help? Um, so when I retired, I uh, had to change, 
opportunity to find an entirely new career. And that's where I just, I jumped into it. I read some textbooks about neuroscience and molecular biology. And then I got onto, into the, uh, the more current journals, uh, like science, nature, cell, just everything I could find to read about it, to try to understand what was going on. And so what's going on with her? Um, is it something, and really we wanna know, is it something that, can she get over it? Can it be cured? Can it at least be managed enough that it's not part of her life? Uh, so I wanted to understand that. And of course, I found, it turns out the way my brain works, the way I, I understand stuff is to dig right in and it turns out to be right into the science of it. So I ended up with all this information that was just so incredibly uh, surprising and compelling to me. And I, I put it into a book. Now it is a, it's nonfiction science. It comes from a layman's point of view uh, because I didn't know anything of this about this before I started. But I worked with so many researchers and psychiatrists, and I finally got a troop of graduate students to check my work and make sure I, you know, I had it right. So it's a it's a book about science, but it's really about people, about the stories of the people, people who suffer from depression, what they've tried, what they experienced, but also the researchers, uh, the people who have made some of the groundbreaking discoveries. What what were they doing? What were they looking for? And what did they find? And what does it mean? And, and psychiatrists and uh, um, you know medical providers who are actually treating patients and how from their point of view what what do they see what what happens and what are they struggling with as they're trying to get modern treatments to their their patients so it's a book about people but it, it's a it's a science book about people about this this terrible devastating illness um, depression so you said a couple of things um, that have obviously triggered um, you know some questions and just more some commentary that I'd like to get into because um, the first thing you said, which I thought was really interesting was um, I wanted to know if anything, if I couldn't hurt, like could hurt her, right? Because I yes. feel, I feel like uh, I've, I've managed depression since I was about 13 years old. It's something that uh, has been a part of my life. Uh, as I've gotten older, what I have learned um, is better management of it uh, yeah. because I've made obviously my family, my husband, my even my coworkers um, more involved in the fact that you know there may be a day where things are not <laughs> you know yeah. clicking or registering it the way that they typically are. So when I feel this way, I will let you know and we'll regroup tomorrow or, but those are skills that have taken me years to get comfortable with and learn and know to not be ashamed of um, because ultimately that's a huge part of the disease as well, you know, um, and it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, um, it's a faker. I always say, you know, depression is like a faker. It's like a, it puts on this facade that you're fine, that you're fine. And to everybody else, you may seem fine, but you know you're not fine because ultimately what you're trying to do is not concern the other, you're thinking always about the other person more than you yes. are of yourself. Yes. So um, when, you, when you touched on that, it kind of like, you know, struck a nerve because I know that the, comment, the, the comments from my friends and family members over the years have always been, but you don't seem, you're always such a positive person and you're always, you know, uh, yeah. 
XYZ, you talk to. Like, uh, are you your, sure you're depressed? For one thing, are, are you are, sure? Are, are you sure that's what it is? Um, are you yeah. sure you're just not having a bad day? And it's like, no, dude. Like this is like for real, you know. And it's something. Yeah. And you also mentioned um, her becoming a different person, yeah. and I think that a lot of people from the outside looking in don't realize that there that there's that there this disassociation, right? comes mm -hmm. with and because it's a mental it's a mental illness which i personally think over the years as much as i've read about it um you know as much medication as i've taken in the past i stopped taking medication years ago just because i didn't like the way that um i felt so i try to find other resources uh yeah. to help manage the moods and you know obviously exercise eating better helps a mm -hmm. lot with managing you know, those feelings on a daily basis, but then when it comes on, it comes on and I can't control the outcome. Um, right. Sometimes. Right. So right. Um, the fact that you were willing to do uh, the work, the research, you know, and also, you know, take that on, you know, as, as kind of like a personal mission to really um, uh, demystify this, because I feel like, although we have spoken a lot about mental health, especially over the past year with everything that has happened. Um, there's still a lot of stigma. There is still um, a lot of misconception um, because people think that it's like a switch that it just turns on and off and it can be as easily turned on and off as it comes on and it's not. Yeah. Oh, then, and there's more than that. So I, I did have that long career in the Air Force and Everybody knew if you go to a mental health, if you tell someone, you know, something's wrong or I don't feel good mental health, that's nice. They will help you, but your career is over. It's I mean, over. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. 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 So there was all, it is, it's a, it's stigma. And I, I, I always thought that if, if I could understand, you know, what, what's really going on, um, then it helps destigmatize it. And I, I really think it does. Uh, when you look at the physical processes that are happening, that happen in everyone's brain. These physical processes happen in everyone's brain in some circumstances and with some background and you got get your little bit of genetic, uh, you know, predisposition there. It, it goes into a certain a path that is going to take you into depression. And it's a physical process. It's not like your moral weakness or you just, you know, didn't spend enough time thinking happy thoughts you know it, it's not that it is a physical process wow. yeah, yeah that's triggered by physical things which include like you say exercise diet you know everything going on in our brains comes from precursors that they're going to come from the diet <laughs> and if you don't have enough of a certain nutrient then you're not going to be able to carry out some process in your body possibly including your brain yeah. so it, it's very physical it shouldn't be stigmatized um so that was really important to me to actually when I was starting to understand this to to put the you know put the word out out in the world that um how physical this is and there's also physical manifestations uh you know uh, for for my friend Carolyn one of the things that was different was she spoke differently and depression depression has a lot of different uh physical symptoms and they don't always show up in everybody but what some of them are psychomotor agitation which means like you do things really fast or psychomotor retardation where things start going slow. So for Carolyn, she, her speech was different. 
when I spoke with her, she sounded different. And that was always something that was, you know, I'm talking to her on the phone and again, you know, what, what's going Something's on? It doesn't off. Sound yeah, right. yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. right. And it also manifests itself in physical pain. And I, and I think yes. that people don't realize that that can actually happen as well. Like I, you know, it hurts and sometimes you don't even know what exactly, but your body yeah. feels like it's pre- being, you know, put on some, like, I would describe it as like, I feel like I'm in a tourniquet and I can't like even like break myself out of it sometimes. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, for me still to this day, what triggers it the most right now is the weather. Uh, it depends. Oh, really? like, cold weather is not good for me. Um, and what I've learned uh, over the years is, you know, on cold days, um, <laughs> a lot of heat around my house just to yeah. like end. And the faster that I make myself aware of that, um, the better I'm able to manage, you know, the outcome of my mood for the rest of the day. But it's not, again, you know, my case is not your friend's case and it's not every, because everybody has a different form of, you know, the way that it manifests in their lives and their, in their daily lives is is completely different. So I think too, I, and congratulations, by the way, on, on all of your accomplishments and thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, I think too, you know, with the people that I've spoken to that are battling mental health issues um, and even my own personal journey with, you know, seeking out therapy and dealing with mental health in the beginning, it's something that you think, well, everyone's going to think there's something wrong with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not something I can talk about. Um, And then people judge you as if, you know, oh God, there's something wrong with that person, but you don't realize that there is a science behind it. And it is, you know, an imbalance essentially in your brain. And I think the fact that you're approaching it from a scientific point of view is so helpful because most people don't talk about the science. Yes, we talk about the importance of acknowledging mental health and, you know, that people do struggle. And yes, it has become more present in conversation today, especially throughout the pandemic. Um, But I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the science behind it. So I think that's really important. And when you can break it down for, the lay person who maybe doesn't understand everything, um, you know, is there a simple kind of explanation that you give people when they say, okay, well, what exactly is depression? Yes. I think the simple explanation that I give uh, people, give people is that depression is what happens when certain parts of your brain, uh, they start lose the connections that they have, the physical, you know, where neurons are connected to each other. And there's a different type of brain cell that, that uh, starts to die off or just disappear. And when that's happening, um, you, it's like the parts of your brain, the way they work together, it kind of becomes a little bit different because you don't have as many of those connections. So one of the things that they've seen very, that happens in depression is the left side of your brain becomes underactive and the right side of your brain. So the, one of the things the left does is kind of keep the right side in check. So the right side without that check starts to become more hyperactive turns out that left side and right side are a little bit different and the right side of the brain is where like a lot of the bad and negative emotions come from and they found that this out from uh, people who had either had strokes or you know a um, surgery on the brain or they could like uh, numb half the brain for a little while and see what happens so if you numb the left half um, then the right half the people just are uh, 
depressed, crying, guilty. They think they're sick. I mean, it's every bad thing when the right's going wild. When the left's going wild, you got euphoria. So you numb the right, left's going um, wild with euphoria. So those physical changes that actually kind of impair the left side are making, letting the right side just kind of start to run wild and, and generate all sorts of, or fail to regulate all sorts of negative emotions. So that's like the, on a physical basis, that's what's going on with depression. Wow. That's a great explanation. And it's a way, you know, and I think that, you know, the more that we are able to, um, I guess, visualize it in a way and, 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 and ultimately, you know, I think that for, um, the common Joe or Jane who, you know, may be wondering about a friend or a family member or even themselves, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that it's, it's it, the hardest part is to the acknowledgement, right? Like if it's something that's happening to you, um, cause it's one of the, again, it's, it, it's, as Jen was saying before, you know, it's obviously there you, cause you'd never want anyone to think that there's anything wrong with you. Um, you just said it yourself before with regards to, uh, your career, you know, if you speak openly about this, uh, what will become, of yeah. you know, cause it could be for a moment or, but I also know that when someone close to you, when there's a connection, right. Uh, to someone close to you where, like you had with your friend, ultimately what you want is the best possible outcome for your friend or your family member. So how can I help? Or maybe I'm over helping because that's another thing, right? Uh, right. Too, that we, that we just tend, cause that's our knee jerk reaction is like some, we see somebody we love in distress and we just go seek, you know, to help support and do whatever. But sometimes we're also doing what that person doesn't need. Um, yeah. and, and it makes, you know, a, a situation worse than it probably should be. Um, but I, you know, yes, the conversations are happening more so in this day and age. Um, but really, really is the understanding the science behind it, because it is, um, you know, I think that we're at a point where we say, okay, yes, we see that there's science behind it. However, um, yeah. the acknowledgement piece, I still feel like we need to work on, uh, even more so, uh, you know, I have family members who just now after years, you know, of going through ups and downs, they're like, oh, so maybe I did, you know, yeah. <laughs> struggle with I think they couldn't admit it to themselves. Yeah. Or they just, yeah. 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 Or they couldn't recognize so, it because, you know, life has ups and downs. <laughs> Um, with depression, there's usually more to it that they usually, the, you know, interruptions to sleep, either you sleep too much or can't sleep enough and same yeah. with your appetite, eat too much or can't eat enough. So there's physical aspects that, that people yeah. uh, bring in. Like, like you said, you know, I, I just can't stand the cold or I feel like I'm, I'm in pain. And I remember yeah. Carolyn saying that just like, it hurts. It yeah. hurts. And I say, what yeah. hurts? You know, what can we help? What hurts? And she said, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's really, and it's frustrating because you're trying, my thing is like, imagine someone just literally trying to make you aware of a situation, but you're not understanding an ounce of it. So it's like, yeah. ultimately you give up because you, you feel like, you know, if finally I get to the point where I, this person that I do trust and they're not you know, acknowledging or, or recognizing what it is that's happening to me than it is in my own head. So I'm, I'm literally the crazy one, you know? So it, it, that, that's the challenging part of all of, of it too. So, 
Um, I want to talk a little bit more about your book because I feel like it's um, super, super interesting that you decided to, um, you know, basically, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah I I you know dove into these stories Mm -hmm. um and 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 quite honestly you know the the people that are highlighted their stories and their journeys also are super commendable because this is not something that anybody wants to like lay out in the open and just openly discuss so how um did the idea come about of doing it in this way in this format uh, because you did mention several times, you know, there is science behind it, but at the same time, you are storytelling, you are going into each particular person's story. So how did that come about? Um, knowing that I don't know. So there was a basic, basic path of the, of the book that echoed kind of my questioning. It was, first mm-hmm. of all, what is depression? You know, what is it? What's going on? And then from there, where does it come from? Um, uh, how do you treat it? You know, what, where, what, how do these treatments work or do they actually work? Um, and in there, like I mentioned, Carolyn's uh, particular uh, depression had very prominent suicidality. So you have to talk about suicide, even though one of the big surprises in my, um, my research for myself, at least, was that suicidality is different than depression. It has a different inheritance. It has a different neurobiology. It overlaps because about 50 to 60 percent of the people who commit suicide do it during a major depressive episode but it's different um it it is a different thing but still you can't really talk about depression without at least talking about suicide so that was the path of the story what is it where does it come from living with it which is suicide and um how do you get rid of it then but as i went through this whole thing one thing that my long association with carolyn had taught me and with other people who were depressed is that i I don't understand this. I, I don't know what's going on. And that's why I wanted to put the voices of people who, who'd been through it um, out there with um, you know whatever their stories were, um, just not trying to uh, judge them or anything, just saying in their words, this is what I experienced. Um, so that wove in. And then of course I try to match the person's story with the topic <laughs> topic of the the paragraph or I mean of the chapter just so it kind of builds on each other but yeah mm-hmm. those were great people who talked to me who didn't need to talk to me um they did talk to me under conditions of anonymity so they could be full and open and say you know my mother screwed me up or something or I, I hate my kids they didn't yeah. Say yeah yeah <laughs> and without any fear um but they came forward and they just they all I found something new and and kind of for me groundbreaking in, in every story because there it's just such a a different illness for so many people um and it affects them in different ways so I, I just really want to put their voices out there too yeah no for sure and um you know you said it, I hate my kids yes I do sometimes <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I do. you don't so it doesn't need to be in a book form forever right no for sure um <laughs> No, but but the reality is that, you know, it's such a complex disease and it's such um, with so many different layers and it affects, you know, so many people in so many different ways. And um, I think in the end, you know, if we were just a little bit more compassionate and empathetic and non-judgmental, then I know that that's sometimes, you know, like a lot to ask of people, but it's like, because we have a tendency to just judge by nature, like that's in our human nature, but at the same time, um just the the empathetic you know 
part of just being human, right? Uh, and understanding that everybody's walking uh, a different walk, and yeah. uh, you know the what it took you to get to this moment in your life isn't necessarily you know what has taken somebody else to get there. And um, yeah, there are th there are factors both physical and uh, emotional that affect, you know, how we feel and our well-being. So uh, I really cannot wait for this book to um, literally be in the hands of everyone who can uh, get their hands on to learn. science. It, it, yeah. There's a lot of science in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what? Um, sometimes um, that is what we need. And that's like the missing link to make the connection between understanding, you know, how this disease is, is uh, you know, like it took me, it took me, um, you know, my father being diagnosed with cancer for me to finally like sit and, and read more about the disease itself. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I sat with books and encyclopedias at the time, uh, because what was this? And I, I didn't understand yeah. it. And how does it affect the body? And, um, the reality is that with time we've learned that depression does affect us and there is, you know, groundbreaking science behind it and 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 um and i think that's like the um the fascination that we have with the human brain is that it is so um complex it's so complex it's so yeah. uh and, and you know again like what, what what affects you doesn't necessarily affect me and that's why we react differently to different things and and triggers are different for everyone so um you know that the fact that you were able to just compile it and 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 again share someone's journey along with um with that with those facts i think is what makes it all the more powerful so congratulations to you uh thank you so much for um sharing you know all of the these wonderful stories with us uh how can people learn more about your work where can people get your book um so they can go to my website www.sarazobel.com um, spelled like see if I can get it there yes like that uh, <laughs> I know it can be a little hard to spell um, and that has links to resellers like Amazon um, just about any uh, reseller can can get it for them and they can read about the book uh, read some reviews see you know just kind of where it came from at that site well, thank you so much for uh, sharing some time with us today. Thank you for sharing this journey. And thank you so much for your service. We, we really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. You're too kind.